Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Around here on Wednesdays, we do something called the Great Debate Series. Take something loosely based on the news and expand it out to a bigger topic. Uh, Welcome back to the show, by the way. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Perloff playing hurt after getting in a ski accident, but nothing happened to your head, so I feel like you're good Mm. here for great debate. Well, that's debatable. (laughs) (laughs) Are we positive (laughs) nothing happened to my head? Because it was a pretty hard fall. I don't really remember many of the details. Well, All I remember is everything was foggy, then all of a sudden an 11 Eagles jersey came out of nowhere and said, (laughs) Sir, sir, are you all right? (laughs) No, I'm not all right. I don't even know where my skis are. Then he's steady. Uh, anyway, it's a long story. Ski accident, plane hurt, but I'll be okay. Next week, Pearl will be like, my CTE's acting up. <laughs> the other part <laughs> is like when somebody comes up to you after you fall and says, man, that looked really bad. That just adds a little insult to injury. No, anyway. it's, it's the sir, too. It's like, <laughs> hey, old man, how you doing? <laughs> Did you break a hip? <laughs> but hey, I, I fell five times this week, and I got a lot of, like, just, like, demeaning looks from younger people on you know they like these little five-year-olds are zipping by a thousand miles an hour it's laughing at you they're out of control you fell on a ski slope your wife got beat by a five-year-old in air hockey it's just not been a banner couple days for what the pearl vacation. <laughs> you guys need a big rebound well maybe you'll win this debate uh again on wednesdays at this time we do the great debate series let's get to it the great debate series news we got word yesterday that after a long distinguished career Matthew Slater is retiring from the NFL as a three-time Super Bowl champion and one of the great special teams players of all time well his father Jackie Slater also incredible NFL player in the Hall of Fame which got us thinking Perloff about the best father-son combinations of all time that we have in sports now we're not trying to be sexist here or anything we'll get to mother daughters we'll get to sisters and brothers and all of that stuff for this for our purposes today we're just doing fathers and sons we will get to other combinations i'm sure later on in the show at some point was anyone accusing us of being <laughs> sexist know. because we're not doing the mother-daughter combos or the <laughs> famous even, mother-daughter I combos? I can't even think of one. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we... The Mother Day Week Great Debate. <laughs> tune I mean, in, tune in in former May. Sixer Harvey Catchings and Tamika Catchings would be good. That's father-daughter. Yes, we can do all these different... Today, we're just doing father-son. And by the way, I, I do have to Typical. give you a little hard time. <laughs> the patriarchy. The, uh, the uh, Jackie Slater, Matthew Slater, it's a bit of a thin hook for this. We're talking about an <laughs> offensive lineman who's in the Hall of Fame and it's a special teams player. Who might be the best of all time going to the Hall of Fame as well. 
father-son in the same Hall of Fame? I just think that Jackie Slater, Matthew Slater is not, when you think of, oh. They can ski, too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's not like, oh, the royal family of special teams and offensive line play. That's not something that comes to mind. Listen, loosely based. I don't know why the Slaters are getting slandered. Well, just because it's not like there are certain names where you know that family impacted a sport. Slater is not the first one that comes to mind, but okay. Okay, well, loosely based on the news, we're asking for the best father-son combinations in sports. Perloff, take it away. Well, this seems to me like there's two obvious names. Well, do the one. But I'll do the one. The one one. I'm doing is not complicated by allegations of PEDs. Oh, I see. So I'm going to go with Archie Manning and Peyton Manning. Sorry, Eli, you're out of this. Wait, uh, what's the rule on that, by the way? I mean, you're the one who doesn't even acknowledge Peyton's second Super Bowl. Yeah, but I do acknowledge all those MVPs. I think the key is... I saw the SEC documentary on Archie Manning. That dude was a baller. He was like, if he played in today's game, he would be a superstar. There was no play where he ever went down. Two-time Pro Bowler, obviously never won anything because he was with a terrible New Orleans Saints team. But his style of play was way ahead of his time. He was great. I think he would have been a superstar in today's game. And he was a star back in his day. And the fact that he's now become the patriarch of the royal family of quarterbacks uh, and Peyton is one of the top five quarterbacks of all time, yep. arguably one of the top ten players in NFL history, just makes him so far and above. Because you cannot give me, and I'm, I'm curious to hear this, I'd like to hear someone do a top five player whose dad was, well, I guess you could do two top ten players of the sport, but it's really hard to get this high. I know where you guys are going with these, and I like a lot of those. But the Manning name alone, you say Manning, you think father-son. You say Slater, you think, oh, okay, that's, they were good football players. <laughs> yeah, you say Manning. Based on, on Bayside High School. Yeah, loosely based well, on Bayside High School. Yeah. <laughs> Show to me. Right. To me, I'm taking the low-hanging fruit and the Mannings. All right, well, you want to talk about two players who are both Hall of Famers, father-son duos. That's what we're talking about, great debate series. I can give you the best. Look no further than Bobby Hall and Brett Hall. Two Hall of Famers. Bobby Hall, of course, was a two-time MVP or Hart Trophy. I don't want to do the actual hockey names. Three-time points scorer, uh, leader, Stanley Cup Hall of Fame. You get to Brett Hall, also in the Hall of Fame. Give me a father-son duo both in the Hall. That, to me, puts the Halls above everybody else. You also have uh, Brett with the Stanley Cup champions with the Dallas Stars. He won with the Red Wings as well. Uh, At least 50 goals, five consecutive seasons. I mean, you want to talk about, there are many royal Mm -hmm. families of hockey, but for father, son, Bobby and Brett, again, these these two, I I think, cannot be topped in terms of individual accomplishments. Then you marry them together. Like Archie Manning's not in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Saints Hall of Fame or Saints Ring of Honor. He's not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and that's what puts, to me, the holes above the Manning. Yeah, but it's not like Brett was the all-time leading goal scorer. He's, what is he, third or fourth yeah, or something? Four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dad is two, son is four. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'll admit the numbers help you with the holes. They're pretty darn good. Yeah, so... The, the numbers help you with the holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the point. That's yeah. why I think I have this one slam dunk. Give me Bobby Hall, Brett Hall, best father-son duo in sports. Uh, EJ, sir. So I'm going to go to baseball. I'm not going to go to the obvious choice that uh, Perloff was mentioning earlier with the Bonds. I'm actually going to go to the Dominican Republic with two of my all-time favorite players. One already just a young player, already one of my all-time favorite players. And his dad was one of, is, is still one of my all-time favorite players, the Guerreros. 
going Vlad Jr. and Vlad Sr. And I think when I thought about the father-son duo, I think there has to be, and the Hulls are a great choice because like this duo, you have to be close in town. Like, I think sometimes Barry Bonds and Bobby Bonds, Bobby Bonds, really good player, but Barry, greatest of all time, arguably. You know, Peyton Manning, maybe top three or four quarterback. Archie, I don't know, maybe 25, 30. Like, I want guys that are close in town. I think that Vladimir Guerrero, awesome, awesome hitter, awesome arm out in right field. And you got Vlad Jr., who's projecting to be awesome player as well they're fun they both won the home run derby how cool is that like i just think that story's been amazing so i'm going with the guerreros two guys that absolutely go up there and mash as my best father-son duo in sports don't really care about on base percentage much do you or anything (laughs) sabermetric at all because vlad could hit 325 in a year and have a 328 on base percentage no i saw vlad Guerrero hit a pitch that was an intentional walk (laughs) pitch and that's my kind that's my kind of hitter go up there and swing the bat okay well your son is just like him which is why I love these guys so much. That's why your team never wins in baseball. I love I'm giving you Brett and Bobby Hull. You're giving me home run derby. (laughs) I love Vlad. I love Vlad Jr. But uh, All right, Pete. I'm going in the sports entertainment world. I'm going pro wrestling. Stu Hart and Bret Hart. Stu Hart was one of the best trainers in pro wrestling ever. Trained so many of the top wrestlers ever in, in pro wrestling. And trained his sons, two sons, Bret and Owen Hart. But Bret Went on to be a world champion. Owen Hart went on to be one of the best intercontinental champions of all time. Both the best technical wrestlers, probably one and two in wrestling history. The Hearts, Stu and Brett. Ooh, well, you know, you could make the same argument. Wasn't uh, Cowboy Bob Orton's dad the most famous wrestler trainer? He's the one who found Ric Flair and all that? Uh, no, no, that was Vern Gagne. The Gagne's. Oh, the Gagne. I yes. knew that. This wrestling doesn't count. Everybody's father oh, son. Goodness. The Rock and the Rock. What about the Rock and Rock and Rocky Johnson? Give me the best father son writing duo in WWE. Uh, how about the choreograph? You can't say his name anymore. <laughs> yeah, but by the way, could you that. make a good argument for the Rock and Rocky Johnson? Uh, Rocky Johnson was nowhere near Stu Hart. What about Dusty Agreed. Rhodes and Cody Rhodes? Now we're just doing us wrestling. You could thing. do that. That was that was my second pick. I almost went with the Rhodes. I mean. Literally, Cody's opening is there's only more than one royal family in wrestling. Like, he's kind of right there, right? Okay, but we're talking about Brett and Bobby Hull. <laughs> you guys are talking about... I'm talking Stu and Brett Hart. Stu and Brett Hart. You have Hart. to admit, Stu Hart being a great trainer... <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of thin. <laughs> I mean, Rocky Johnson was a five-year Intercontinental Champion. I saw him take down Don Morocco in the Spectrum. Stu <laughs> Hart trained Rocky Johnson's partner, Tony Atlas. That's true. Not well, apparently. He was a tag champion. <laughs> oh, okay. Stu Hart was the man, though. Yeah, the Hart Dungeon. I mean, I, I love I love Hart Pete's done. pick. Wow. Uh, I, I don't know about that. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, Bogus, uh, bring us back to sanity here. Uh, I'm going back to baseball, which I think might lead in terms of nominations for this list. I'm going to take the Griffies. We all know how good Junior was. His dad pretty good as well. Two World Series, multiple All-Star games, almost a 300 career hitter, and much of the Hall of Fame, I'm ignoring Barry Bonds. That's why I end up on the Griffies. They're my suggestion. There's also no USSR hockey. Father, son, do I can think (laughs) of. So the Griffies are my pick. Uh, No, they were sent to a gulag. Yeah, I don't think Sergey Fedorov's dad played in the 80 Olympics. <laughs> uh, kidding. Um, all right, so there you go. Best father-son duos in sports. Perloff? Uh, you ever heard of the Mannings? Hmm? <laughs> nope. Uh, I went with Bobby and Brett Hall. EJ? I go with the Vlad Guerreros. Pete Bellotti. The Hearts, Stu and Brett. And, of course, Bogish. Ken and Ken. 
<laughs> Which Christy. one of these things is not like the oh, other? Oh, you know what? Relax. Well, she <laughs> was an inter- intercontinental <laughs> champ as well. You forget that part. Well, I'm like the money see- in the bank <laughs> champ. Do they have that then? If Stu Hall was around, I'd like to see someone try to pick a fight with him. <laughs> The Criffies yeah. wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> the Criffies <laughs> would lose to Stu and Bret Hart. Yeah, they would. Um, I, the Bonds would have a better chance. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, Barry. 2002 oh, yeah. Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised he didn't go to WWE. Just kind of <laughs> slide right over. Uh, all right. So, obviously, there are a lot more to choose from. We mm. want to hear from you at 855-212-4CBS, which I thought was interesting. No basketball on this list for any of us. And Dark and Austin are so topical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what are the are there any real options of basketball? Well, yeah, you have Michael Thompson, Clay Thompson. Yeah, you have I mean, Del Curry on. and Steph Curry. Yeah, that that will Del Curry and and I know Michael Thompson was the number one pick, but those guys were not that great. Well, Del Curry did finish, I believe, as the leading scorer in Charlotte Hornets history, and did want a six. He won a six man of the year. Now, I he's not Bobby Hall, in my opinion. Uh, Honestly, I think the Sabonis's have are kind of skyrocketing. Yeah, Sabonis could I mean, be right there. Arvidas yeah. before he got to the NBA was you know revolutionary, and his son is an All Star. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Jelly Bean and Kobe. That's what I thought too. Pearl yeah, because Jelly Bean was a bench player too. I mean, Rick all and, those Rick guys and Brent are okay. Barry. Rick and Brent Barry. I'm just fed. Uh, I'm looking at listen, number one father son duo, Bob and Randy Orton, uh, WWE history. Take that, that Bilotti. Well, Bob Orton had the uh, the cast, the dreaded cast. <laughs> they were for 20 years. Sorry, yeah. once you bring in the wrestling fathers, it's hard to focus. <laughs> you know what's interesting to me? Pearl that, is distracted now. Hey, they're both in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, that Hall of Fame. What about who isn't in that Hall of Fame? What about name power? I think that's important in this debate. Bonds means something. Griffey means something. But to me, Manning means the ultimate thing. Hall definitely means something as well. There's got to be something when you're talking about Slater. A little less so. Well, again, yeah, let's yeah, not no, try to, we're not railroading the Slaters here. Who it's hurt just... you? Which one of them? No, no, Jack no, no. and Matt. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just think that the, I think I win this debate because Manning, okay. it means something. Well, I'm going to give you, if it was if we we're going on name and a name that means something to a sport, then we're all wrong. And the true answer should have been Earnhardt. Mm. Yeah, or no, it's a good one. Dale and Dale yeah. Jr. But again, we're doing greatest ever, and obviously you have Dale's incredible career, and Dale Jr. did also have a great career. 26 uh, cup race uh, series races, including the Daytona 500 twice. So we could have done that as well. I know. You know what? Now, we used to hang out with Jr. a lot at the oh, Dan Pasture Show. What a great dude. Yep. Unbelievable. And father-son, a lot of it in racing that we ignored, too. Obviously, the petties, and you go down the list. The Andretti's. Yeah, yeah, which is a great one. So there's a lot more to choose from. Now, are we also being a little short-sighted here just because Barry, you know, did steroids? Does he not deserve to be on here with Bobby? I mean, I made the point earlier, like, and again, Bobby was a really good player, three-time All-Star, but is, does the discrepancy not matter a little bit if you're talking about father-son duo? Like, I just think, like, when I think of Barry Bonds, I think of Mount Rushmore of baseball players, and, and that's kind of why I didn't go Griffey's when I talked about baseball players. I wanted guys that were kind of close in talent yeah. in, in, in some ways. Again, not to diminish the seniors, you know, Bobby Bonds and, and senior Griffey, because they were great players as well. It just seemed like their sons were just so astronomically better, where it feels like Vlad and Vlad Jr. were kind of will end up kind of being around the same. Awesome players, Hall of Fame, but there isn't this great discrepancy. Both mm-hmm. of them, will, I think, will be in the Hall of Fame. I know that's early for Vlad Jr., but he tracks to be a stud. Bobby right. Bonds was crazy talented, though. There was something was about his backstory. You know, he did play a long time. He was 
I think a little better than Ken Griffey Sr. If you want to do that debate, I know, but Sr. won. I mean, I know he was part of yeah. one of the great teams, but he was a, a major cog in the Big Red Machine. But, but, but you know, Bobby got into MVP voting. Like he That's was, true. he was a legit. I think he was a little ahead of his time because he was a five-tool player, as I like to say. <laughs> Again, we're doing the great father-son combinations of all time. That's our great debate series for today. You can weigh in, 855-212-4CBS. You can also uh, check us out on social media, at Maggie and Pearl, uh, at Maggie and Pearl off on Instagram, Twitter, FaceSpace, MySpace, all that stuff. We're everywhere. YouTube, of course, .com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Let us know what you think. Greatest father-son duos in sports. It's Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Great debate today is a good, good one that was ruined by Pete Pilate just a little bit. I'll get lost. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit because it might, what he nominated, it's best father-son duos in sports history. Give us a call, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Pete introduced pro wrestling, which has many, many famous father-son duos. The rest of us were real sports, so I went with the Mannings, Maggie. <laughs> the Fred and Bobby Hull, EJ. I went with the Guerreros, Vlad and Vlad Jr. Uh, and I took the real baseball answer, the Griffies. <laughs> and Pete, of took course, the went hearts. with the Hearts, mm. Stan and Bret Hart. I don't even think you picked the right Excuse wrestling. Excuse me, Stu. Yeah, Stan. you didn't even pick the right wrestling, <laughs> Father Son. I'm sorry. I know Bret Hart. Stu was a little before my time. Before everyone's time, but you can still know him. That's true. Stan Hart was uh, was a plumber growing up. Stan Hart. (laughs) I'm sorry. Is it Stan or Stu? It is Stu. Stu. All right. Everyone, Stu. Stu you. (laughs) Stu you. (laughs) Stu Hart. Uh, Okay. You're welcome to weigh in. Fernando's in California has got one for us. Say, Fernando, good morning. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Don't let the nature boy hear you that wrestling ain't real. And, we uh, never said that. We just so said it's different. <laughs> Real sports. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I think I'm going to go stick to wrestling. Dusty Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes. Fernando, it's a great one. Thank you. So uh, Dusty Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes, what, where's Cody Rhodes? Cody is yeah, also a son. Okay, so is this like Archie Manning with Peyton or yes. Eli? You got to pick uh, one? Yes. Pete, in your opinion, did he pick correctly Dustin over Cody? Oh, well, Dustin's been around longer. Uh, Cody, I would go with Cody, though, now, because he's going to be a main event uh, champion. There we go. He's having a moment, right? Yes, he is. I've seen him a lot more pop culture these days. And you and I were were at the press conference in Vegas. But I don't understand. I'm out of my depth here. But uh, Dusty Rhodes was... I mean, come on. I understand he was a great performer, but the dude, could he have lifted a weight once in a while? <laughs> I was always watching, so I was a WWE fan. Then I'd go turn on the TBS show. I'm like, what? what's this guy all about? I never understood the... Yeah, I didn't grow up with him. I don't totally understand. He's a son of a plumber. He's an everyman. Yeah, I know, but how could he get in the ring and compete with these giant hulking guys? Well, I think that's what that's the charm of it. I think I think that's why he was so popular. He was He was a common guy. It's like you know, the Brian like, Danielsons type of people. Yeah. I but love then again, it gets Lex Luger who could, could lift a truck. And then I don't know why it was a fair fight. <laughs> Lex Luger, in terms of wrestling, was nowhere near what Dusty Rhodes could do. That is true. Sometimes right. those big holes. But in his guys human are, life, he would think. destroy him. Of course, in human life, yes. <laughs> you know, don't put him on a basketball court because Dusty Rhodes can hoop. 
which I couldn't believe until I learned this like two weeks ago. Somehow on Twitter, people posted Dusty Rose playing in a 1980-something celebrity game. I was like, going to say, were they doing rock and jock back in 87? I couldn't believe what I was watching, but here we go. We got 350-pound man putting the ball between his legs, shooting threes. I'm like, you know what? This is why this man is the GOAT. Just incredible. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's go to Thomas. He's in San Diego talking about greatest father-son duos in sports history. It's our great debate question for today. Thomas, what's up? Thomas. Thomas, are you there? Oh, man. Put you back on hold. Uh, Rich is in Chicago. Hey, Rich, who do you have for us this morning? Yeah, I've got to, how about Mahomes? Uh, his father being an, I think, a decent major league pitcher for a long, long time. And if you believe that uh, Pat Jr., which I do, is kind of the, the candidate for greatest of all time, that kind of offsets some of his father's lack of notoriety. But you got to consider the different sports. Yeah, Rich, you know thank you. It's, I think it's kind of cool that it's different sports. Thank you so much for that. You know, it's it'd be interesting, obviously, if Mahomes played baseball, then it just becomes a little more, I would say, generic, a little more formulaic. You could understand it. The fact that Mahomes did go to football is really cool. The fact that he might end his career as one of the greatest ever. But, you know, Pat Mahomes, we have a lot of Mets fans in here. Pat was fine. He was yeah, he's a, all right. He was a great he was a great reliever, but he did have a long career. I think he was in the majors for 11 years. So, nothing to sneeze at. If we're bringing up the Mets, we're talking father-son combos. Why don't we just say the Phillies is the father to the... Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you Because we that. were your daddy you for right so long. <laughs> Ridiculous. We have the same number of World Series rings. Relax. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, so, the, <laughs> Thomas in San Diego wanted to bring up Del Curry and Steph Curry. Again, I think Del, Del had a very good career. It's almost like... Uh, but Steph is going to go down as one of the great greatest shooter ever. So. Oh, I see a good one on the list. The fielders, Prince and Cecil. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's like your Vlad Guerrero, Vlad Guerrero. Same Jr. body. If you're just going for <laughs> sluggers, let's go with that those guys. A, that is a good one. And I actually forgot about the fielders. They're very similar to the Guerreros a little bit. I, maybe it's a little bit of going in my head, maybe getting a little too dark, but like their relationship wasn't great. And that kind of like threw me off a little bit in terms of like oh, remembering yeah. them as a father-son duo, but in terms of on the field, no question. Well, Vlad Jr. is going to be better than Prince, I think. I think. We're not there yet, but I think. Yeah. I agree with that, but Prince was underrated, I think, when we look back. Like, he was a masher. Hey, why did you have an all-time Nick on your list? What about Tim, Tim, Tim Hardaway? Hardaway? Tim Hardaway Jr.? I'm trying to forget uh, the Tim Hardaway. Is he all overpaid? Uh, so here's well, I could do Jalen and Rick Brunson. Like, that's a father-son duo. Now, Rick was like, you know, a fourth-string point guard on the Knicks, but he did play in the NBA, and his son is awesome. So here's one that could be a future all-timer if we're looking ahead, and it's going to be relevant this draft season. How about Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison Jr.? Oh, it's just, you know what? That's hard to beat. This that. could end up being one of the great father-son yeah. duos if Harrison, if Maserati Marv, the junior version, yeah. lives up to the hype. I like the crossover sports. Calvin Hill and Grant Hill, I think, is the king of that because Calvin Hill was a very, very good football player. Yeah. Not quite the career you need to get on this list, but Grant Hill, I mean, that's pretty cool to have an NFL dad and an NBA kid. Well, I think Andre Agassi and their son, he and Steffi Graf's son together, uh, the kid plays baseball. So you could have an all dad is an all time great tennis uh, player, and then you're an all time great baseball how good player. Is he? Apparently, he's pretty good. He's young still, I believe. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Keep them coming. Eight five five two one two four CBS. We'll get back to the Justin Fields stuff in just a moment. But Andrew Bogus has headlines for us. Yo, guys, there are more CFP meetings today in Dallas. The SEC and the Big Ten might ask for more revenue sharing, and organizers are trying to eliminate all conference ties to bowl games. 
so they can schedule games easier in the expanded bracket. That was yesterday's news as they finally land on that 5-plus-7 model. The five top conference champs get in. Then the next seven best-ranked schools get in there as well. The Pac-2 was the holdup, delaying this vote for a while, figuring out where they wanted to go. The vote had to be unanimous. It's finally unanimous. Uh, And the Pac-2, Washington State and Oregon State, this benefits them the best because the seventh at-large spot they have a slightly better chance at getting into the field since their conference championship does no longer exist. Uh, new Alabama head coach Kalen DeBoer trying to lock in his offensive staff again. Nick Sheridan and Jamarcus Shepard were always following him from Washington, but their roles were not clear. Now they are co-offensive coordinators. They replaced Ryan Grubb, who initially came to Tuscaloosa with DeBoer, but left to become Seahawks offensive coordinator. Little known fact, Doc Rivers told Mr. and Mrs. Tatum they should have a boy, name him Jason, (laughs) and raise him to be an NBA star. Tatum's now going a step farther than Doc, declaring himself the best player in the NBA in an ESPN interview. But what about the other good guys like Embiid and Jokic? I got a lot of respect for a lot of guys in the league. Giannis, for sure. Um, Jokic, obviously, just won. Embiid, guys that won MVPs. And the list goes on. The league is in a great place. I truly do believe every time I step on the floor, I'm the best player. Don't you have to say this if yeah. you're someone of Tatum's caliber? Yep. I, th- I think he actually believes it, by the way. But And he should. You're right. I don't know if he believes it with him because he's a guy who, you, you're right, he does have to say it, but he's never uh, exuded that kind of confidence in his career to me. When push comes to shove, I'm not sure Jason Tatum really deep down believes he's the best player. Do you think he was projecting this into the world? Well, I mean, yeah, there's, you got some Game 7 uh, you know, collapses and stuff like that, but it's not like Joel Embiid's been awesome in some of no. these playoff series, and i Sure, he probably thinks he's the best. Look, Muhammad Ali said, I had to say that I was the greatest before I actually was the greatest in mm. order to believe it. And Jason Tatum is a, usually a very humble superstar. And, and to Perloff's point, maybe a little too humble, maybe too giving. Yeah. It is such a totally different approach, though. Because remember, Giannis, after he won a championship, said, I'm still not the best player. <laughs> he said, LeBron's the best player. And other guys that were more accomplished were him. So interesting that Tatum, who has not won a championship yet, not won an MVP yet, said that he was better than those guys. And I think in another interview, he said that he doesn't think that He's won an MVP because of losing in the finals. He thinks that's being held against yeah. him and why he doesn't get more love for that, which I thought was interesting as well. So he he's clearly in a different mindset in terms of where he ranks in the NBA right now. Wait, Look. that doesn't hold up at all. That's what that, he said, though. I know, but he's not looking at reality because Giannis and Jokic had both won two MVPs before they won a title. I know, but I think people, I think he's saying that the way they lost, they were up, I think, 2-1 at that point in the series. He thinks that that's being held against him. I don't know if I quite buy that. I mean, Embiid is Embiid an all-time won... playoff choker and just won an MVP. So, uh, not I, choker, I but mean, he, gets, he gets hurt. I don't think he's – right. I would say he's never been healthy for – Here's the thing about Tatum. His mentor, Kobe Bryant, had that killer thing in the playoffs. It was unbelievable. Tatum, to me, that's the one thing he's lacking. And I feel like he's trying to will it into existence here because when you think – when most fans step back and say, who's the best player in the NBA, I don't think Tatum comes to mind. Uh, uh, maybe, but I mean, I would think Luca's ahead of Tatum in most people's minds. Uh, I think individually, I would think so. Yeah, isn't there like a fake it till you make it quality? Like, again, like you said about Ali, you know, just keep telling yourself you're the greatest, maybe it'll come true. It's good. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was was gonna say, like, and I think that he mentioned guys that he will probably face in the playoffs if they ever win a championship. Like, he's gonna have to face Giannis, he's probably gonna have to face Embiid, and he's gonna have to face Jokic in the West. So, I think him going into this playoff in this 
this run to the championship, hopefully for them, saying that I'm already better than those guys, I think it's him trying to get a mental edge because he went up against Steph Curry in the finals and he had 2-1 lead and then Steph Curry just eviscerated them and put them to sleep, literally. He's got the old guys looming around too. If it was the last two minutes of a finals game against LeBron, Curry, Kevin Durant, do you really have faith in Jason Tatum? I think most people would be like, ooh, I don't know. Hey, I have a question for you guys. I was talking about this with my husband actually about, did you see at All-Star Weekend, Jason Tatum met Larry Bird for the first time? Yeah. What? <laughs> I heard that, yeah. For the first time. How yeah. is that possible? Okay, and exactly. that's what I said. I'm like, man, bad job by the Celtics. How is he meeting him for the first time? Larry Bird's an all-time great Celtic. Jason Tatum's an all-time great Celtic now. You know, how, how does this happen? And my husband's like, do you think Michael Jordan has met any of these Bulls? And I was like, ooh, ooh. checkmate. Yeah. But none but, of the Bulls are Tatum. I'll oh, but also, Derek Rose. But you're like an all-time great player for the organization. I would think they would bring you back to talk so that you're kind of familiar with everyone. Now, Jordan is a team owner for a yeah. different team. So now he's the competition. But, uh, Scotty think... Pippen has been back to meet any of these bulls. My, well, my husband did give me something to think about there. Well, Jordan, that's what I pushed hosted, him out of the car. He's hosted the bulls. Many <laughs> Jordan goes to get what as an owner went to the games. He must've met the bulls players. There. Maybe, but like, I thought yeah. that was wild that Larry bird and Jason Tatum have never met before. I think Larry, he did when he played, and I think he still has a very kind of complicated relationship yeah. with the city of Boston. Like, you yeah. don't see Larry Bird at a lot of Boston Celtic games. Like, I can't think he of the last time. He's more associated with I've... Indiana now. Right, and I think he, he talked about the media. He didn't love the media there and just, like, how much attention it was. He was, you know, your pre I'm just going to show up, play basketball, and leave and screw everybody. I know, That's but, you know, Patrick Ewing had, had a bad relationship with the media in New York and the I Knicks, know. and he's back all the I time. I know. It's weird because Magic Johnson is the total opposite. That guy is Mr. Laker. Like, he's probably met, you know, D'Angelo Russell. and He's met the he fourth, fourth he's got on the roster. He literally you know? quit on the Lakers and is held in higher regard. Right, and they still, they still invite him back. So he it's, probably it's interviews totally the college prospects. You know, like, he's <laughs> all over that. He goes on late-night shows and talks about it. Yeah, him and Bronny have definitely done a breakdown of film at this point for his future Laker career. Yeah, the Larry Bird Celtic thing is weird, but when I heard that, too, I was like, wow, that's stunning. But, yeah, Bird is Mr. Indiana. Well, it's funny because I saw a sit down with Larry Bird and Reggie Miller and Isaiah. I don't know if anybody saw that. It was like a round table about Indiana basketball. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't seen Larry Bird talk in a while. What has he been doing? What's he doing on a daily basis? He might stay away. I, 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 he was the I, GM and the coach of the, yeah, of the Pacers. That was like we 20 got, years ago. Got to the Eastern Conference Finals. I might, I, I might count on my hands the, the amount of times he's probably been back to Boston since leaving the Pacers. Yeah. Hmm. He really, I didn't even think he was quietly kind of disappear from public a little bit? He's Larry Bird. What's he going to be out there doing? Nike commercials? No and, chance. But remember, Larry Bird was notoriously ruthless when it came to his own teammates evaluating other teams, talking about other teams. I mean, we hear the complaints that past players have about the NBA today that are way nicer yeah. than Larry Bird. Imagine with Larry Bird... You ask his his opinion about load management, his opinion about guys taking <laughs> games off. You think Larry Bird's going to be nice? I think he probably said it's better off. I don't say much, and I'm kind of out of the spotlight because yeah. right. I'm going to eviscerate everybody. But like to the original point, though, yesterday, this weekend, wasn't Jason Tatum's first All-Star game. Now, this one was in Indiana, obviously. That helped the Bird cause. But they've also been in the finals. You just think yeah, he that come somewhere... There would, or Bird was back for something else, some kind of ceremony in Boston. Like you just, you'd think this would have happened before 2024. Because Tatum's right. also not new; he's been in the league what six years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like this should have happened before Sunday or whatever, Bird, whatever day that was. Obviously, Bird retired from the Pacers officially a couple times, 2017. Then he was an advisor until recently. But he in 2017, kinda, he should have been scouting Jason Tatum. Right? He should have met him yeah. when he was a Duke. What year was Tatum? 
But that uh, was that was the he was I think sixteen seventeen was his first NBA season. So okay, so they sort of that's a maybe an excuse for Bird. He was out of his main role as a evaluator at that point. I don't know. No, anyway, it's weird. It blew it, my I, mind. It's totally it blows my mind. I, I don't even believe it. How is that possible? <laughs> I didn't believe it if either. You're, if you're a Celtic fan, are you a little annoyed by this? Kinda. Like, don't, don't you think that like Jason Tatum? Talking to Larry Bird, it would help him? Oh, my gosh. If Jim Kelly had never talked to Josh Allen, I'd be like, what is wrong in the building that these two people haven't met? I think it's a similar type of thing. I know there's a lot Mm. more great Celtics than there have been great Bills. I'm just using my own team for an example. But, I mean, would it be weird if Eli Eli Manning and Daniel Jones were teammates? But anyone who's... I think a lot of it depends on the organization. And their relationship with alumni. I know, but like you uh, think with Larry Bird, it would be solid. I'm just going to use the example because here uh, of New York, like before Steve Cohen came in to run the Mets, the relationship between the alumni and ownership was not good. Right. So you saw you did not see many alums come around for years. So there might be some relationships that are not the best. I get it. It's weird because they parade around the 08 Celtics, like, you know, or 07, whatever they were. They parade them around like they won 10 championships. <laughs> they <laughs> they, won, they won one. <laughs> Meanwhile, we can't find Larry Burr. He's in witness protection. It's very weird. Uh, men's number one, UConn took an 85-66, beating at number 15, Creighton. Last night, the Huskies hadn't won 14 straight. The Blue Jays had never beaten number one before. Fifth-ranked Tennessee, a 72-67 survival at Missouri. Number 19, San Diego State, losing at Utah State, 68-63. The Rangers, the hottest team on ice, pushing their win streak to eight with a 3-1 home win over the Stars. But the Panthers did survive OT with Ottawa 3-2, so they remain one point up on New York for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. And U.S. women's soccer, a 5-0 route of the Dominican Republic in Carson, California, to start group play at the Women's Gold Cup. Olivia Moultrie scoring two of those American goals. Next up is Argentina on Friday. Guys, back to you. Bogish, thank you. Uh, Our great debate series question today, the greatest father-son duos in sports. This is loosely based off of Matthew Slater retiring yesterday. His father, Jackie Slater, is in the Hall of Fame. We're talking about father-son duos. Our very own Andrew Kaplan weighing in. Uh Uh-oh. This is trouble. I know what this is. I think. Do you want to guess? I'm going to make the Colorado connection. Tell me he's going with the Sanders family. Dion and Shador. (laughs) Why... Can't groan. I mean, Shador I'd still has a wrestling a, nomination. Has a little <laughs> to go, but Dion is an all-time great. So you're off to a mm. good start with the father. You, you got the Marvin Harris. If you're going to do a college player, then Marvin Harrison Jr. That's pretty good, though. That's a good choice by Cap. I'll go on a bold jump and say that the Harrisons will be the best by the time this is all said. When this and done. is all said and done, yeah. will be Marvin Harrison Jr. and Maserati. Will be, they might end up being top five in all-time receiving stats. What do you think them. about Bronny? No Bronny and LeBron. Uh, no chance uh, is harsh, but I, I, I don't think Bronny is going to be in LeBron's class. I'm actually interested in Bryce. Can I bring up an issue, by the way? Yeah. I, I'm not doing draft season if we're calling him Maserati Marv the whole time. Why? It's such a great nickname. I don't know. I and it's mean, a way to distinguish between junior and senior. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> what do you mean you can't I, do it? I can't do it. Every do time we protest? talk about who's the number three pick, Maserati Marv. <laughs> I just, I don't we know if I can do it. it. To say like Gus Johnson, can't we just be smooth with this? Like Maserati. I want to just do the Gus Johnson drop every time we mention his name. <laughs> I, I wish they bring because up Gus Johnson at the draft just to do the pick. I had an issue at the time where he was saying Maserati Marv throughout the game as if everybody was saying Maserati Marv. And now I guess people do, but I, I don't know. I thought Gus had a, 
very tough early part of the season. He was openly rooting for Colorado <laughs> in a game. Yeah. And then he just like hit us over the head, bludgeoned us with Maserati Marv. Can't we just can't we just pick a shorter name car? It might help. Mazda Marv? Mazda Marv. <laughs> Mazda. That's not flattering. <laughs> who, who loves driving a Mazda? Mitsubishi Marv. So but he's the only guy who's gonna get a nickname in this draft process? Yeah, what do you got for uh Drake Bay? Maserati no, Bay? Uh, was it Drizzy? <laughs> like just like Drizzy Drake? Call there him Drizzy. Here you go. Mazda May. <laughs> See, not... that is very judgmental, though, Pete. To call him Mazda May, the other guy's a Maserati? <laughs> well, Mazda's another okay, solid car. I, if oh, we you drive this. a Mazda, don't you? I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about May- Maybach Marv? Okay, if we're going to do Maserati Marv, every actually. prospect has to have a car associated with them. So, Cabriolet <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> it rolls it's right a, off the tongue. It's a, it's, you put the top down. Chevy Caleb. <laughs> Jaguar Jaden. Jaguar Jaden. Yeah, I was just about to get that out. He was a tiger at LSU, but close enough. <laughs> oh, you want to keep this going? Uh, is there anybody with an H? A Hyundai? <laughs> For a sponsorship? We do love the Hyundai Tucson. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Keep them coming. Best father-son duos. Uh, oh, I love this one from Cap also. Ian and Noah Eagle. Ooh, oh, come on. That's a good one. Come on. Noah's calling the Super Bowl on, on uh, Nickelodeon. Announcers. I yeah, is an all-timer. First of all, well, Jack Mar- Buck and, and uh, Joe. Yeah, how about Marvin Kenny? And uh, the, there's a lot of father-sons. Jack Buck and Joe. I mean, Jack Buck yeah. has called everything. No, I know. I do. I, I love Kenny. <laughs> I, I just feel too like hard to broadcast. <laughs> I had to know is the best. I had to know is like doing a college player. Noah's 23. He just did a Super Bowl. I uh, he just gave up the Clippers job because he had too many other things going. He's on. the voice of Notre Dame football. <laughs> He's doing a lot. Well, are we not going to bring up Chris and Jack Collinsworth? We are not. No, we're not. Eight five five two one two. Just kidding. Eight five five two one two. I'll say we're not. Eight five five. You guys are mean. That's not right. Eight Roll five, through those that list too. <laughs> Do one two four two two seven. Don't get me started. Chipped into another. How many buttons have we hit? By the way, I still have not heard the poem from yesterday. Oh. And the final hour, can we play it again? I got to hear Pete's poem. Yes, we will play Pete's ode to the New York Jets, which he came up in a short amount of time after Big <laughs> Friendly uh, wrote about the 49ers. Okay, I'm a good writer. <laughs> Sure. 855-212-4CBS. Don't move. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. 
On Wednesdays, we do something called the Great Debate Series. So today, we're doing best father-son duos in sports, loosely based off of Matthew Slater retiring yesterday. His dad, Jackie Slater, is a Hall of Famer. And Matthew Slater is probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame, right? It's hard for special teams guys, but he is kind of universally known as one of the best. Such a weird one. He's how many Pro Bowls? 16 or something? something. Crazy. He probably will, but it will always be with a slight asterisk. Yeah, I mean, listen, Steve Tasker's not in. He was always known as... But Dion was a great special teams player. Devin Hester. Wait, that's a different thing. Adam Vinatieri, Justin but, Tucker. I mean, there's all different types of special teams. Those are totally different. I know. Well, those... I, I'm just saying. Dion. Forget, forget Dion. Because Dion was also the best cornerback in the entire sure. NFL for eight years. Uh, but Devin Hester, I think, is different, too. Because when you have the... Whatever. We're not getting into a whole Matthew Slater Hall of Fame conversation. <laughs> no, we can do that tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Mike is in Syracuse, has a great father-son duo that we had not thought of. Mike, go ahead. Well, this one's right up your alley, Maggie, with cross-sport. I know. You've got Yannick Noah, uh, French Open tennis winner, and his son, Joachim Noah. Yeah. Two, two-time NBA or uh, NCAA champion. And an NBAer. Oh, and, a, and an All Star, an All-Star. NBA All Star. Yeah. yeah. And oh, if you Mike, even go back, love it. If, if you even go back even further, Yannick's father was a soccer star in Cameroon. So that's three sports, three generations. I love it, Mike. We learned something today. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, and also like some cool people. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I have no idea what they're like personally. I met Joakim Noah once. I think we interviewed him, but I mean, Yannick Noah. I mean. He may have the coolest parents of any, because his mom was like a Swedish model, I think, or something. She was Miss Universe, right, I exactly. think, from Sweden. Yeah, exactly. But let's Probably not, the coolest parents in sports history. Let's not say that uh, Joachim Noah is on the list of players we're talking about, like the Suns, where we have like Barry Bonds. Yeah, and, come on. Yeah, I mean, let's not, uh, I know he played in New York and has a special place, but I mean, oh, I don't know if he gets to this no, list. No, but the two-time NCAA champion... Is also he, he's part of legitimately it. Legitimately a great Well, let's go player. Tito and Al. Let's bring in the Horfords if we're going to bring in the Noahs. You could bring in Tito and Al. That Love would be Love those great. guys. How about John? He's in Arkansas this morning. Hey, John, who do you have? Hey, good morning. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm a Denver guy, so I'm going to go easy Eddie McCaffrey and Christian. Yep. That's a good one, John. Thank you. Ed McCaffrey yeah. with the multiple, I mean, three Super Bowl wins, and, the, and now Christian, so close. But an all an amazing player and an MVP finalist. And Luke McCaffrey, I think, was MVP of the Shrine Bowl recently, a few weeks ago. So maybe there's another McCaffrey coming. Tony in Alabama's got one. I'm familiar with it, but not not totally. Tony, who do you have for us? Well, you know, bowling's one of the most physically demanding sports there is, and we got Pete and Dick Weber. I think between the two of them, they have 60 PBA titles. That's amazing. The most physically demanding sport. <laughs> Where'd you get that? Well, I mean, uh, you know, it's just, it's just common knowledge. <laughs> okay. Yes, everybody knows that. Tony, thank you for the phone call. Everyone knows the bowling is the most physically demanding. Yeah, to who? <laughs> P. Weber Jr., greatest celebration of all time, though. Uh, uh, will live in it. That, that should just be on repeat in terms of uh, him celebrating after the whatever. I don't even know what it was. I, honestly, I know we're laughing that that is like a great father-son duo. Oh, yeah. I mean, both were the best. You can't pull a bowler on the list and tell me Stu Hart's not on the list. <laughs> Why? Well, it wasn't really I mean, Stu Hart. It's just you picked the wrong wrestling father-son. I looked at all these lists, and nobody has the hearts above the other famous pairs. All right, well, you look at the wrong list. <laughs> I do feel like if you're looking at... Because I think, to Pete's point, Stu, maybe not wrestler, but in terms of wrestling industry, 
I mean, we don't have half the intercontinental champions in the history of the sport yes. or sport okay. entertainment without Stu. Hold on, though. And, I, you know, I love you, Pete. You're my guy. Road trip to San Antonio, that'd be you and me all day. But the outcome was always in the balance when Pete and Dick Weber were bowling. Oh, forget, forget. <laughs> Let's go to Clinton, right, who's right. in Rochester. Good morning, Clinton. How are you? Give up. I'm all right today. How about you? <laughs> Doing great. Who's your best father-son duo? Well, no one has said this yet, so the Griffies. Well, that's what Bogish said. Yeah, Andrew Bogish said oh, Ken, Ken Griffey Jr., Ken Griffey Sr. I apologize. I turned on the radio too late. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, because they, they're the first father and son to play in the same outfield in the same game. Yep, amazing. Clinton, and thank you for oh. that. Uh, yeah, it's okay. We're constantly getting new audiences. No need to apologize. Try to reset the topics as much as we can. But the Griffies are amazing. I got to interview yeah. both of them together. It's one of the great moments of my life as a broadcaster. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the fact that they were on the same team, I think, makes a big, big difference, too. Ken, does anyone, Ken Griffey Jr., because he played during the steroid era and was never linked with steroids, yeah. that made him even greater. He He's the only guy I would actually buy a ticket to go see. Whenever the Mariners were playing the Yankees, I had to be there. Reds, Ken Griffey, no, thank you. But, uh, you know, I love a lefty slugger, and there's no prettier swing in the history of baseball. You would want to see the Big Red Machine. If you could go back and get a ticket to any, like, anything in history, the Big Red Machine wouldn't be near, wouldn't be anywhere on your list. No, 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 no. No, I, no. To see Ken Sr. and Cesar Geronimo and Johnny Bench? No, no, no. Johnny Bench and Pete Rose. (laughs) I know Pete Rose is unsavory now, but. They were great, but I'm just saying Ken Griffey Jr. to me is the ultimate have-to-buy-a-ticket-to-see guy. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Who's your current have-to-buy-a-ticket? Because I'll tell you who mine is. Shohei, probably, baseball. I think it's Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark would be good. Um, I mean, Curry tickets are really expensive, and LeBron tickets are really expensive. Well, because you're not but, sure how much longer. Yeah, like that last them. that last time around. Um, yeah, I'm Shohei is a, the baseball player now is Shohei by a mile, right? That's a guy yeah, you have to the, see. The only thing about Shohei is this season he's not going to be pitching. Who cares? Just see him hit. It's just a monster at the plate. Yeah, but I want to see both. I just love uh, any lefty slugger. I I would always pay to see Bryce Harper play too. There you go. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, we've got updates. One team emerging as the favorite for a Pro Bowl quarterback. We're going to have a lot of quarterbacks switching teams this offseason. We're going to get you up to speed on all the latest odds, where everyone is rumored to be going. We do all that next. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.